That's what Sanditon is, but like with love noises, but not like sexy love Ew. noises. It's just like Ew. like brooding yeah, what, love noises. What are what are brooding love noises? I don't know. Google image search that, Aaron, and tell us. <laughs> please report back what you find. Hello, and welcome to episode number four ninety four of the podcast. I'm your host, Max McCoy. <laughs> too spicy no there's a gnat there's a gnat of course there's a gnat and you know the thing about gnats they never travel solo it's all it's like a last of us situation there's always multiple gnats you know what i mean there's a joel somewhere joel somewhere. there's joel and an ellie no spoilers Uh, that's just what it is (laughs) and i'm your other host jamie golden (laughs) is that okay no it's good sometimes i get self-conscious i'm like man i do so much preamble for me that I feel like we should space it out, but uh, moments like that make it perfect, perfect. I think. Good, it's good, the perfect good. distillation. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of literacy, and we're committed to educating you on things that attain, but do not matter. To find out more about these confabulatory pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter at PodcastPod. Guys, thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be smashing or passing movies and TV for March. But before we do that, you guys, BFOTS now get a recurring series we call Pilot Program where we watch the first episode of a new show and we share our thoughts. Now, our last Pilot Program episode was for Mutual Greenlight, The Last of Us on HBO Max. Then coming this Friday, March 3rd, we will be recapping the first episode of Daisy Jones and the Six, the new series based on the Greenlight book from Taylor Jenkins Reid. It's premiering on Amazon Prime the same day. BeFots get a year's worth of exclusive audio content that drops right into most podcast apps. You can become a BeFots today at knoxandjamie.com slash Patreon. And you get so many good things, including the more you know from this week, where I talked about skincare. Knox talked about if community characters were on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. We also talked about the box office. We talked about a fun movie that a B-Fots is, has made and is coming out this week. And then we talked about like Ian Fleming as an author, Raw Doll, like what's happening to their books. And then we talked about Cocaine Bear. We talked about Cocaine Bear. Oh, we talked about Cocaine Bear. Yeah. And and we talked about is Meredith Grey the, in the all-time pantheon of TV characters. Spoiler. That's right. She's not. She, How dare you? Allegedly. Okay. Maybe she is. Allegedly. Who knows? We've so again, already had that conversation, though. Don't worry. That's right. Definitely. So if you want to hear the more you know, and then get the pilot program this Friday and all of our content from the last year, become a BFOTS at knoxandjamie.com slash Patreon, or click the link in Indy's terrific show notes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, Jamie, uh, it's time to do, you know, we were doing the call to action. And I was like, freaking dummy. We're doing smash or pass of March. We should have done like the rides or dies of March because the Ides of March is right there. It's right there. Oh, 
but it's like, right there. Does anybody say it. ride or die anymore? They say Ides. Everyone, it's does like everybody say Ides. No, but some people. A, is that a trending TikTok? Is it's, Ides this is the March? only time where you say Ides of anything is in March. You don't say the Ides of September. You say it in March, and I just when skip are right the over Ides? It. It's March. The Ides of March. The whole March is Ides. I no, thought it but was just like a, a day. In the sketchy parts of March, because Caesar's like, watch out for the Ides of March, and then you got. I don't know if that's how it went, but broadly, I that's kind of March what we're about. flowers bring April showers. No, I think that's May. I think it's April and May. March well, is just listen. Yeah, you're right. Mar- you're right. You're March right. is mid. We know it. It's a mid tier. <laughs> it's a mid tier month of the year. We know it, right? You know Everybody what? Agrees? And some some of us are mid tier people. Minus Aaron. I mean, minus Aaron because her birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> March. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Wow. When she slow turns in her chair, I think, uh-oh, I've said something wrong. And that's fine, but we're still going to do Smasher Pass for March. And, and, you know, I think normally we do like an SMK, but uh, we felt like March was so chocked full of content that we needed to depart from our usual uh, methodology. Try a different lens to see March through. Jamie, for you, like uh, when you're looking at the content from March, why do you think we're doing this? Well, March is jam-packed. That's another reason. Because Smash Mary Kill, we kind of camp out a little bit. We don't have time for that today. We have to keep moving. Plus, Smasher Pass, my favorite definition of Smasher Pass is on Urban Dictionary where someone wrote, if given the opportunity to bang or not to bang. And that <laughs> is much. what we're telling you about TV and movies and maybe some other kind of pop culture content. We'll see. But Dictionary.com had the best definition, which was humans have been issuing sexual judgments since the Savannah. But games like Truth or Dare have been haunting middle school sleep ever since at least the 1930s. And Smooch, Mary Kill have been causing spousal squabbles at dinner parties since at least the 2000s. Smasher Pass, em- Smasher Pass emerged on the scene in summer 2010 when Smasher Pass threads began appearing on a variety of internet forums. You got that from Urban Dictionary? No, dictionary.com. Oh, I was like, that's some real stuff right there. They're like talking about sexual judgments on the Savannah. Like, that's real. That's no, some it's real, real. Stuff. But, but still, kudos to direct- dictionary.com. They got it done. So, Well, we true. don't know that that's not on Urban Dictionary. Someone else might have had thoughts. They might have copied and pasted commentary. it from there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah who knows? So what we're going to do, we're going to quickly, um, because there's so much new and because there's so much returning, we're going to quickly get through the returning because we're going to assume you know that. And if not, you can Google it. Uh, and we're going to spend most of the episode talking about new uh, shows and movies to watch. Uh, so to get through... Uh, through these returning shows really quick. And uh, as a reminder, Jamie mentioned this, but um, Eddie does a fabulous job on the show notes, specifically for episodes like this. You're going to want to check those out because we'll have relevant trailers and information that's shared. So if we're saying a show that you don't know and you want to see what it's about, go there to check that out. Uh, so Jamie, returning shows, I'm going to hit like the major ones okay. really fast. There's a lot of okay. major ones coming back in March. There's some, there's some big deal ones. So we've got uh, Mando season three. Oh. There's probably, a lot of people are saying this is when we get that full frontal Baby Yodes uh, a scene. You can't call so, it Baby Yodes anymore his name is Grogu we know his name you know but here's the thing when you start I'm okay I, I, I will commit to changing but if you start me one way then I need at least like two and a half seasons to get to your actual name okay so if you just told me his original name up front I'd be calling him that right now I know but he didn't have a name in the beginning they just called him the child sounds like a him problem not a me problem so that's March 1st so when you're listening to this Mando season 3 has already started so you can listen it's man like to go or to watch I, you can watch it you can listen is it, to you did it say what days is coming out uh, during the week? Is it Wednesday? Just Wednesdays. New episode every week. It'll piddle out weekly. <laughs> piddle out weekly. No for the audio. Can you please talk a little bit about, Jamie, the hand gesture you chose? I don't know why. I think I was like, that's how you piddle something out. I don't no. know. <laughs> it looked like, for me, it looked like you were at a water balloon fight and the cops showed up. And you were like, I don't want to be caught with this water. Super cash. Super cash. Drop it. Drop it. Really good. I just, I, I like... 
the idea of Wednesdays, I'm going to watch Pedro Pascal escort, you know, a baby something yeah. uh, across the landscape. And then Sunday nights, I'm going to watch the same thing. Probably. I'm going to watch the yeah. same thing, but yeah. in a mushroom Listen, apocalypse. I get Pedro Pascal twice a week. It's good He's stuff. my winter fixation. So I'm very excited. But yeah, he doesn't have long reason. to go. It's, it will wrap up this month. And this yes, month, so. that's right. Uh, we also have Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets <gasps> is, a, is a weirdo banger of a horror show uh, that I think people would really uh, like and get into. It comes out March 26, eight episodes. It'll also piddle out. Yep. and But it'll be on Showtime, which I assume at some point during this season two of Yellow Jackets will finally merge with Paramount Plus because it is merging <sighs> with Paramount Plus. They kind of have to. It'll be weird if they don't. Uh, Succession is coming back for... <gasps> season last yeah, chance what we just found out and much respect to that i like they're just like hey we're coming back and we're also this is it i i, I respect that versus the it's nine seasons in and i don't know what any of these stories no are i like that as although i am already sad because they've already finished filming and it's like it's over for them and i'm sad sure yeah i don't think like, they're tired of each other a lot of brian cox sermonizing on kendall roy right. and the character acting stuff i feel like yeah. he's like let me do my mcdonald's commercials and move on here please <laughs> uh ted lasso um season three which it's it's kind of like the Chinese democracy uh, of uh, uh, seasons of television because we've been promised this for a while and the stakes yeah. are high here. Listen, so it's March 15th on Apple TV. It'll be 12 episodes. We do know that. But there's conflicting – like one actor was like, yeah, I mean, we we're hoping for season four. But then Brett Goldstein, who's a writer and star of the show, who plays Kent – Kent? Roy Kent. Roy yeah. Kent. Yeah, he's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Roy right. Kent. And he said that the third season of Ted Lasso was being written as the last. He said it's always been planned as three seasons. Okay. I think I'd read that somewhere, which I know doesn't carry any weight anywhere. But uh, 12, 12 episodes kind of bothers me a little bit. I that, feel seems like more... like too, that seems like too, too many. Yeah, for half our comment, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of evidence pointing to this can be a little bit of a letdown season, but we'll see. Oh, uh, no. Perry Mason uh, is back. One of, honestly... One of my favorite shows of last year. It was so Perry good. Perry Mason was supposed to, you know, it it came out three years ago. Like, yeah. you know, it came out. A, oh, my gosh. Are you for, I real? Am for real? It was three years ago. I said it was my favorite show of last year. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. About? I meant that. It was that. supposed to be a limited series, but then HBO was like, oh, people really like that. Let's do let's do it again. So the showrunners left because they were like, well, we've already moved on to other. Sh- we didn't think this would be a show. And so they replaced the showrunners. So it's coming back March 6th. It'll have eight episodes on HBO. Man, for a second, I Googled the wrong pair of medicine and said it came out in 1957. And I was like, whoa, am I in a dream what right now? Happening? What's going on? Oh, no. Am I having a stroke? Oh, no. uh, also, Party Down. Uh, <gasps> it's it's officially back, um, but you know it will be rolling out. But only March. one episode. I wish it, I'm going to be honest with you. Super bummed me out. Okay. Welcome to my red light later. We're going to oh, talk okay. about that because okay, I do okay. have some problems with okay, that as great, well. Okay, great, great. Uh, Survivor Season 44 uh, is 44? back. 44? And still, still throwing heaters. Still I love it, Mark. And that's tonight, like right, right. like it's it's tonight. No, t- today is the twenty seventh of February, oh, Monday. Just, so survivors get on board with the episode comes out on Wednesday. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. In. Ten years in, still not dealing with time zones it's or false reality. Oh. You know, because I'm looking down, it says February twenty seventh. I'm like, there's no way we're going to be in March in like a day or two. But we, it's February is weird again. March <laughs> sucks. Sorry, Aaron. February is weird. People just know those things. Yep. Uh, and then lastly. The most boring TV show ever created <laughs> by humans, Sanditon. It is. How dare you? It is. It's it's visual melatonin. Listen, um, it's it's my hell, my personal <laughs> hell when I watch the show. Okay, it's Sanditon season three. To be honest, I love season one. I did not. I only loved it because of Theo James, and he yeah. left. He was like, "No, this was supposed to be one season. We agreed." It's based on the unfinished manuscript by Jane Austen, and so I love season one. But let me tell you, when it ended, I was super bummed. And then when they were like, oh, yeah, he's not coming back. 
So I have not watched another episode of it. But it'll be on PBS March 19th. You know how in the John Wick movies, like, there's famously no dialogue because it's all just like, like, punching and stuff, kicking and, like, grimacing? That's what Sanditon is, but, like, with love noises. But not, like, sexy love noises. It's just, like, like brooding love noises. What are are brooding love noises? I don't know. Google image search that, Aaron, and tell us. Please report back what you find. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I just looked over at Aaron's computer, and there are recliners that... (laughs) Get you out of them. Like they push the recliners that are electronic that push up and get them out. Why are you looking at those recliners? It's weird. Do you know what pops up whenever you search brooding love noises? What? It's hens brooding. And it's like, this is what a broody chicken sounds like. Oh, this what is does what a brooding a broody... hit? Does that explain the recliner though? Yeah. What's the recliner about? I, what's going on? Your back hurting? Yeah. I'm oh, I knew it. it. I knew it. Got injured again. I had to get a TENS unit for my shoulder this weekend. <laughs> Aaron, I, I feel like... I still you're... can't put my finger on what it is you're doing. I don't know either. Is it the well, ball? It might be. Oh. Listen, flash be. forward. It's uh, anterior, podcast office. It's 10 <laughs> years from now. 20 years in, Aaron's the general grievous of the podcast media group. <laughs> <laughs> it's just her head. And all like bionic <laughs> alloy right. metallic That's stuff. Right. Uh, Incredible. Okay, so those are returning stuff. What what of those, Jamie, are you going to uh, smash, and what are you going to pass? Well, I'm going to pass on Perry Mason. Because I didn't watch the first season, and that's your baby. Yeah. And then I can't watch CBS for legal reasons, so I have okay. to pass on Survivor. Um, I am going to pass on Sanditon season three. Mm-hmm. But I am going to smash everything else. I and yeah. I'm the most excited to smash Yellow Jacket season two. Man, I I am it's it's tie between Yellow Jackets and Succession. This last season, Mojo. Um, oh, I do love the last. I'm season, really Mojo. into it. Except yeah. Game of Thrones keeps me just slightly hesitant about last season, Mojo. I've been burned by them, and so it, I, it always lingers a little bit. I get it, but we're there's no books. There's no books to follow. That's true. It's all there's vibes. No books. There's it's no all books. vibes. Um, okay, so we're let's get into these the this new content for March. And again, it's like it's insane how much new stuff is coming, both uh, for TVs and and movies. Uh, yeah. So, Jamie, do you want to walk through? Let maybe we'll go back and forth and talk about the things we want to smash and things we want to pass. Yes. Okay. So first up is as in the aforementioned call to action, Daisy Jones and the Six. This comes out March third on Amazon Prime. It is it follows a rock band in the seventies from their rise to fame and then becoming one of the most legendary bands in the world. It is based on the book by Taylor Jenkins Reid that I greenlit when it first came out because she grew up watching Fleetwood Mac on TV. And so she was like, that's what inspired this book. It's uh, Riley Kiyongaga mm-hmm, as Daisy mm-hmm. Jones. And then uh, Sam Claflin, who I learned unexpectedly you're not a fan of. And I'm so yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about where you, you made the case that Sam Claflin market corrected or stole Glenn Powell's lunch money? And I realized that's why I hate him. Oh, it's in – it was in the last – it was in our last literal podcast episode on was Michael really? Jordan. Yeah. See, we don't God. always remember, guys. Could have been the Bible binge. I don't know, guys. It I just been. don't know. But yeah. I am excited. I have actually watched the entire season of the show. I will not oh, reveal. Oh, wow. Well, because we were sent a screener, and yeah, I, didn't I didn't realize like, you went down the whole like rabbit hole. I did, I, because they sent it to us a month ago. And so sure. I've been like piecemealing it out. And let me tell you, it's a delight. I'm not going to spoil it any more than that. And so it is a for sure smash for me. Okay. I'm super excited. I'm excited for the musical aspect. For me, I, I've, I think I weirdly zig where everybody else sags on like, I get nervous what? about a book being made what? a TV show. I know what? it's the whole personality type, whatever. <laughs> but like, I'm excited to see where they uh, shift and change a little bit. I'm Because ex- I, I, honestly, if you can make the case for any book to be turned into a TV show, it's this book, right? This is oh. the one that was meant for the visual medium. So I, I cannot wait to see what they have. I cannot wait. 
Except for Slam, Sam Coughlin. I think we're going to get out of the season and be like, that was a mistake. No, we're going to get out of the season and you're going to be like, am I romantically, do I have brooding noises in me for Sam Coughlin? I do. <sighs> I feel like I am willing to offer up if I watch this first season. Okay. And I actually like Sam Claflin. I will wear an eye patch for the next, uh, for the subsequent AUA. I will, oh, I will yay! Okay. And this will we'll go you full honor code. I'll be, be very honest. honest. Okay. I'm weirdly I have a lot of integrity about this, so I, I look forward okay. to being proven correct. Though now, okay. if I if I don't like him, I think you have to wear an eye patch. And what does it mean you don't like him? Like not in this role, this specific role. If you were like he was miscast, totally. Yeah, I think it has that to be I'll a very dogmatic. For the AUA. Yes, it I can't be like he was fine. Like he was if he's fine, no, then nobody to, does. You have to be like there are 18 other people who could have played this role. Better yes. than him. Yes, yes. I will wear an eye patch. At an and AUA. as an addition, I think when the cleaning lady comes in the room, Aaron has to bring her on mic and we got to talk. We just got to like, I what do you do think's that. happening she's on trying, here? She's, she's trying, trying to do her job. job. We can't interrupt her doing her job. Okay, we can pay her. We can pay her for like on-camera stuff, like an on-camera feed. Oh, I don't like the way yeah. you said that. Bro. No. <laughs> I think that says more about y'all than me, perverts. <laughs> but we can say like, hey, what do you think she's doing here every single week when you <laughs> no. scare her? I, I would be curious to hear what See? she thinks you're doing. No, because I, I think she. I think she thinks you're doing OnlyFans. I think so. I, I think, think I would rather now who's the weird camera that, stuff, Aaron? I, I interesting. Feel like I would rather labor under that. Listen, she would rather Aaron would rather be assumed that she's doing OnlyFans <laughs> than working for us. <laughs> Let the record show. Incredible, All incredible. Right. Um, okay, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna pick two movies here that revolve around simple ideas. Uh, so the first one is Tetris. We talked a little bit about it in a previous The More You Know for B-Fots, but this is a movie starring Taron Edgerton, uh, and this looks to be his best work since Sing and Sing 2. Um, Stop and- it. I love Taron. He's so good in The Kingsman. Who's who's saying something negative right now? Because it's not me. I think his work in Sing is Johnny. Like, that's good stuff, okay? okay. Like, he's really tickling the ivories on the piano. But this is about how the game of Tetris was brought out of obscurity into the whole world for the masses. It involves the former USSR, which is fun, and either the corrupt government or like organized crime, or both. I think it's probably both. This movie has Scott Pilgrim vibes. I can't wait for it. Uh, the second movie I want to talk about is 65. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to ask me if I smash or pass it? Well, let me do both, and then I'll ask you both. Oh, okay, because okay. I have different feelings about these two films. Okay, go, do you have different? You better have different feelings on Tetris then. Oh, no, Tetris is a smash for sure, because, okay. because of Taryn playing a person named Hank. Yeah. H-E-N-K. That's amazing. So American. It's and so American. this comes out March 31st. You don't have to go to the theaters. It'll be on Apple TV. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Is, is there going to be a theatrical? There is. Like, it will be, but, like, then it'll be on Apple on March 31st. Yeah, I'm not trying to tell your business, but what are you doing? Like, why Why? why would you do why, that? But, but maybe they made a lot of money. Like, maybe Apple, maybe Tim Cook, like, wrote them a cool cool 10 mil or something. A cool 10 mil. That is not enough, it feels like, That's to true. avoid That's theatrical. That's I just true. feel like the, the, the movie industry is hanging by thread, and it's called popcorn. And once that, like, once <laughs> someone really cracks the code on movie theater but, popcorn at your house. No, I think that thread is steel woven. Like no, people, and don't tell me, don't tell me, hey, like, I know there's going to be a million people DM me and be like, the secret's ghee butter. It, I don't care. I'm not dealing with ghee butter, okay? I'm not doing that right now. I'm not, I'm not handling that. I just to want someone to give it to me. happen, you guys. Yeah, it's not going to happen, okay? Uh, the second movie is 65, and this is the movie that Jamie obviously doesn't like, uh, but this is starring no, Adam Driver. No, that's not it. We, you keep going. I'll explain it. Okay. It's, well, luckily, again, this is very simple. It's Adam Driver, and it's the youngest kid from Disney Stuck in the Middle 
uh, the one that jumped off uh, Jenna Ortega. I always feel like I'm saying her what? name incorrectly. Yeah, no, yeah. Jenna, that's Jenna Ortega. Yeah, this yeah. is the youngest one, the psycho youngest one, uh, which was my favorite on Stuck in the Middle. But this is Adam Driver time traveling backwards 65 million years to dinosaurs. That's it. That's okay. that's the whole movie. So. How do you feel about the, t- the title, just being 65? Oh, I love it. I think it's great. Again, really? simple. I don't need 65 colon Dawn of the Dinosaurs colon with uh, Kylo Ren colon, but it's not Kylo Ren. <laughs> you know, I just 65. <laughs> I think okay, I will say this. Adam Driver fighting anything into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, the directors co-wrote A Quiet Place. That's right. I'm into that. Yep. Here's my pass. This is why it's a pass. It had five previous release dates before this one. Well, um, you know, they're so just perfecting the dinos, They filmed, they filmed this eight years ago. Adam Driver hadn't even been on Girls yet. <laughs> like, why am I going to watch this? So. Look, this is so you know how sometimes we're like, why don't they just make the plane out of the black box? Right. Well, it, it feels like the movie, this movie watch Jurassic Park and they were like, what if we just built the whole plane out of just dinosaurs? We don't do the park or the science. We just do the dinosaurs. And that's what this movie is. It's just Adam from Girls with dinosaurs and there's a kid. And I'm I'm kind of into it. I don't understand how he got stranded 65 million years in the past with a kid. You know what? It's it, two lines of dialogue. Uh, our time travel matrix went offline for a second and I'm back oh. in time now. Boom. Oh, and like, well, okay. that's easy. But I think um, I just, more than anything... When I think of Adam Driver, you know, there's there's certain like actors like I think of like Chris Pratt in action movies. I don't feel like he's doing a lot of like I want to keep a journal of what my character's probably going through. Right. Oh, he just right. probably shows up <laughs> right. and dances on the green screen. I feel like Adam Driver does. So the idea that he is like for eight months just like uh, like dancing with guys in like green lycra suits, you know, on a green stage, I kind of find hilarious. And he seems like someone who is just very unconventional. Um, so for him to do a movie that's so straight ahead action, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it works. I don't have high hopes for it, but yeah. I am going to watch this movie. Because he's cool. been in kind of in like a, like a married man married for 20 years vibe for a, yeah. like a season. Yeah. And he's now, like, I want to, I want to make art, bro. I'm going to make like sick art with Noah Baumbach and stuff. Yeah. And now he's doing like dinosaur fights. Yeah. He's making this movie. Then he's making a Michael Mann movie about Enzo Ferrari. He's playing Enzo Ferrari. Beautiful. And then he's making a Megalopolis with that Francis Ford Coppola, who is alive. I did not know that. Yeah. And actually like with Megalopolis, I feel like they, uh, they just did the weird thing where I think they like recast and restaffed the whole movie, like in media, like in, in the middle oh, of production. No. So who knows how that's going to go? Oh, that's but I just great. I always come back to the Adam Driver. Um, I just had sex and I'm about to eat nachos. Scene that he did. I just had sex and I'm about to eat nachos. It's the greatest moment of my life. Unless you screw it up with whatever it is you're about to say. And like that's who I think he is. So if unless they can work that into this movie, it's probably not going to be good. When someone will watch it, it's going to be great. No. So. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, okay, Jamie. What's your next one? Oh, it is a movie. Called Dungeons and Dragons, colon, oh, yeah. Honor Among Thieves, comes out March 31st in theaters. Listen, I'm, you know, Pedro Pascal is my winter hyperfixation. Well, welcome to spring and Chris Pine playing a bard who's going to play a lute and he's going to sing <laughs> while they chase some, chase some sort of da- dragon. I assume I don't understand Dungeons and Dragons because no one would ever invite me to be in their Dungeons and Dragons party, which was always still made me sad. So I'm trying to think here. I'm just sitting here and I feel like, um, Aaron, maybe you have more experience than I do. I don't have a lot of experience with Dungeons and Dragons, but I kind of feel like, Jamie, you'd be awesome at it. I kind of <gasps> do. Uh, yeah, I think, oh, I think no, Jamie. she hesitated. No, I think you could be. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty imaginative. Here's the thing. It's like, it feels like, uh, and we're just speculating wildly, so like, don't come at us because we literally just don't care. But um, <laughs> it feels like there are, there are rules, like there are boundaries. 
Yeah, but within that, you can be very vivid and have like huge personality yeah. and like huge imagination. So yeah. I, I feel like maybe you'd have some problem with the boundaries, Jamie, but I feel like the vibes would be there. Yes, I would. I would not like that they were like, no, he can't go by that tree unless he's holding the blue star. And I'll be like, I don't like, even know if that's true. Oh, I don't I even know go. if you have. Are there snacks? Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> this is So for those who don't know, Dungeons and Dragons is a tabletop role playing game. This movie is set in the Forgotten Realms campaign. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have any connections to any previous Dungeons and Dragons movies, but it stars Chris Pine, Justice Smith, Hugh Grant, who in the trailer is a delight, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, and then my favorite, and I did li- literally hear someone on TikTok call him Reggae Page. Reggae oh, Page. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think his name is Reggae Page. Was that a white person accidentally doing it? It, it was a white person. Mm, so I think it's just Reggae Jean Page. And so I am excited. So it's a group of thieves who just stop an evil person, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's I what like I that's got the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> literally what i got from the trailer so it feels right look anyway. i think i have a theory i'm working on where it's like if you add a colon to a title you add 50 million dollars to the box office oh, just because good call. it probably good means call. something yeah so i feel like this is going to do really well i think secretly um the uh secret spice or the secret sauce of this movie is john uh francis daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who are directing, oh, yeah. and they had a hand in the screenplay. And I believe they both uh, co-wrote on Date Night. I think they wrote on Spider-Man Homecoming. I don't know if they're principal, um, but they are very talented. I-, I think they used to act. I think they were Freaks and Geeks, or at least Jonathan Francis Daly was. Um, and oh, acting yeah. Career. But um, he was comedically, on Bones. And he was on they're Bones. very talented. Uh, I think they're very good storytellers. So I think to put them in a uh, context that maybe would have a propensity to be very serious – I think to have that comedic allure, um, I think it's very smart. So I think this. Well, be really and I well. have seen the Dungeons and Dragons side of TikTok be very excited about this film. So yeah. the purists are looking forward to it. So do you think Reggae John Page or Reggae Page, as some weird white people call him, do you think he is like actively stealing Glen Powell's lunch money? Yeah. Oh, also, hundred percent. Is everybody just stealing Glen Powell's lunch money? And like that's I, just. Like, I think Glen Powell in Hollywood has probably the worst management team. An actor that hot could ever have. Truly, I mean that. It's Sean William Scott travesty level. Like it's, it's, it doesn't even it's make insane sense for his professional career in like three years to be like you're in two plane movies and you're not the principal actor in either. So <laughs> good luck, you, man. And in Top Gun, you actually barely speak. Yeah, like yeah. he's hardly in Top Gun. Right? It's like the beginning where he's an a hole, and then the end where he's like Hangman, save day, and that's it. That's his performance. In- <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your savior speaking. Spoiler, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> please, please, please put a spoiler alert on that. Okay. Uh, so uh, my next one is, uh, these are, uh, again, two movies, and these are a little bit less, well, I don't know, the less serious. They're definitely less budgeted uh, movies. Um, uh, so, you know, I wanted to, I like simple movies, you know, simple, big budget. And then these are two uh, kind of good vibesy movies. Okay. okay. This is what I'm going for here. So uh, the first one, good person, uh, a good person. This stars Flo Pugh and Morgan Freeman. And it was written and directed by Zach Braff. Flo Pugh plays Allison, uh, a girl or a woman whose life falls apart following her involvement in a fatal accident. And then Champions is the other movie. This stars Woody Harrelson and Caitlin Olsen. And Woody Harrelson plays a former minor league basketball coach who uh, is ordered by the court to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. It's the full um, Mighty Ducks, basically, is the plot of this movie. Uh, except uh, yes. instead of kids, it's uh, it's adults with uh, intellectual disabilities. Um, I'm smashing both of these movies because my sense is that both will ultimately be uplifting 
and encouraging to humanity. Yeah. Uh, and they're mostly original. I know Champions is based on a Spanish film, but they're original in the sense of original IP, not like comic book or, or reboot stuff. I'm really excited to see A Good Person. Jamie, did you watch the trailers and what did you think of these? I did. So A Good Person is written and directed and produced by Zach Braff. That's right. And starring Flip Hugh when they were still together, like they mm-hmm. were still dating at the time. And, and I actually think that will that will bring out her best. And I yeah. really like the trailer. I liked her chemistry with Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. And Molly Shannon is in it. That, like, a nice supporting role. I'm going to smash a good person, March 24th in theaters. Because I think people forget, like, uh, Zach Braff might look like a goober and act like a goober, but he can write and direct. Like, Garden State and Last Kiss yeah. are absolute bangers. And I'm the only tension I see is, number one, is this going to be a thing where they were together and they couldn't really see like with real vision that this sucked if it sucked just because oh, they were so true. in love or he's a very earnest and genuine guy. And that worked in, you know, when last kiss and guards, they came out like we wanted that in the world. I don't know that we want that again. So I don't know how that's going to play if it's the same kind of sensibility. So it might get chewed up and spit out, but um, he's good at making movies. I'll say that's that. That's exactly right. And then for Champions that comes out March 10th in theaters, I'm going to I'm gonna pass on that. And okay. that's because uh, in this movie and a lot of the extras, one of the things about them is that it's people with intellectual disabilities, but also people on the spectrum. Like it's a lot of people, what, a few of the stars have autism. And I just thought, Woody Harrelson thinks they got autism from their vaccine. And we learned that this week on SNL. <laughs> And so for yeah. me and my family, we's out. We's out. <laughs> sure. I, uh, you know, hopefully m- maybe this will be a situation like Peanut Butter Falcon where you have a principal actor who can get into some problematic stuff. But the supporting actors, there can be some good stuff happening around that. You know, some uplifting, some good stuff, um, some normalization. I hope so. Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters in it. So that's nice. Let I that like guy that. get paid. You my know, gosh. This, well, and Champions is done by Bobby Farelli. Uh-huh. No. Uh, most people say fairly, but you, hey, God, you I don't go. know why I'm called Farrelly. <laughs> Let her cook. <laughs> that, was so, that was so intense. Uh, Bobby Farrelly. Bobby Farrelly. <laughs> I got some Italian still left of me from December. Bobby Farrelly. And I thought, is Bobby better than Pete? Like, because Farrelly's together made great films. And then separately, they've made good films. Uh, you know, Peter made Green Book. And that took, that was weird. Well, they solve racism, Jamie. So, you know. Right. I mean, I and then Bobby making this. I, it's so funny to see two guys who made Dumb and Dumber and Shallow Howl uh-huh. and There's Something About Mary come in and be like, we're going to make, we're going to solve racism or solve prejudice against people with disabilities. What? Well, <laughs> now, I do think that in terms of, you know, we're not here to talk about the movie industry or the state of the movie industry, but I think the new way to do comedies is to tether it to something um, real and tangent or uh, uh, intangible or I'm sorry, tangible. So it can be like, it's not just straight head comedy where like guys do crazy things. It's like, there's actually something heart, heart rendering. Well, and listen, I like the idea of champions. I just wish it wasn't Woody Harrelson. Like that's the thing. I just wish it wasn't him. Well, and and to that point, I think, honestly, I think you could have like probably just blindfolded yourself and picked a leading, leading white guy, like over the age of 45 and it would have been fine. Where's Matthew McConaughey? What's he See, doing? well, and that that's a line in in the book, I th- or the in the trailer, I think. But um, I I prefer Woody Harrelson. If we're talking about what we like about like his performances, I think he's better as a serious actor, like uh, No Country for Old Men or True Detective. When he gets comedic, he has the Brad Pitt thing where he thinks he's too funny. So you're like, okay, chill out, man. Like you're not that funny, you know. You're not that comedy funny. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie 
She's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality. And I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust You in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Olive and June. As a longtime user of Olive and June and as the chairman and co-founder of the We Don't Wear Open Toe Shoes If Our Feet Are Not Presentable Club, I don't think we talk enough about their petty system. Listen to me. Now, the weather is getting warmer. I know you're going to be tempted to go out without just like even acknowledging your winter feet maybe need to just have a little buff. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need you to stop right now and order a petty system immediately. Like their mani system, Olive and Jean's petty system comes with everything you need to get those feet ready and presentable without the hassle of going to a salon, including the posy, which is this brilliant footstool that opens up and you can use it to store everything in. It also comes with a smoothing foot file and hydrating foot serum, which are both mandatory if you ever plan to be around me with your toes on display. I just love how generous they are. And they just sent us the quick dry spring collection and the Kalazog Gorgina. They truly have the best shades, whether you like bright colors, pastels, or neutrals. The Kitten Quick Dry is my go-to neutral shade, but if I'm in the mood for something fun, I've been reaching for Flamingo, which is this bright coral pink shade that is just perfect for spring. Just like their regular polishes, the Quick Dry are super long-lasting, and the best part is they dry in just about a minute. I'm as obsessed with the Quick Dry for doing my pedicures as I am with the tab press-ons for my manis because they are so quick and easy and give the best results every single time. Visit oliveandjean.com slash podcast for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-O-P-C-A-S-T for 20% off your first system. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
we all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. All right, Jamie, what's your next one? Okay, this one's complicated for me. This is the new TV show called Up Here. It comes out March 24th. All the episodes will drop on Hulu. It is a musical romantic comedy TV series. Those are Aaron's favorite terms. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. It's starring Mae Whitman as Lindsay and Carlos Valdez as Miguel. And it is about a couple being in love. Like, that's it. It's just about a couple being in love. But okay. here's the problem. So I, you know, for for the most part, I do not enjoy when my TV series break into song. I was not a ex-girlfriend fan. Sure. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it was. Crazy, crazy ex-girlfriend. Ex crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Schmigadoon. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. But you are. You like both. You greenlit both of those shows. Good shows. And, and this one, to be fair, has the caliber of behind the scenes that it needs. So okay. it's Steven Levinson is helped develop it. Uh, and Stephen Levinson, if you don't know, he wrote the book for Dear Evan Hansen. He won a Tony for that. He also wrote the screenplay for Tick, Tick, Boom Dang. and was nominated for many awards for that. And then he co-created it with uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Oh, and if you wow. Don't know, uh, yeah. And they wrote all the songs for Frozen and Coco. <laughs> so They're like um, Agatha all along. Like we'll take and our And they wrote Emmy Agatha all along. Yeah. And then the first episode is directed by Thomas Kale the director of In the Heights and Hamilton, and a man that Michelle Williams is inexplicably married to. Do you know what I mean? Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek? Yeah, she has two kids with him. Two kids. Wow. Honestly, I don't know what I would have been more stunned by, Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek or Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. I think I'd be more stunned <laughs> Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I you think are. that is more Listen, stunning. if Heath Ledger was alive, he would come in and be like, I'm sorry, What? <laughs> Ta who's this guy? Anyway, it's a situation. So anyway, this is a pass for me, but I think there are a lot of podcast listeners and podcast employees who will thrive in watching this. Sure. I did not know Mae Whitman could sing, so that'll be fascinating to see. I like can. Mae Whitman uh, ever since Hope Floats forever. Like what an iconic role in an iconic film. And so yeah. I love her, but still, I don't, I don't know. You know, I well, two things. Number one, are you someone who in a musical you need the person singing to be flawless, like you need it to be great, or do you find not entirely perfect singing kind of charming? No, I find it not. I find it charming. Yeah, I think I find it charming. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I've really enjoyed Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in La La Land because they're not perfect. You yes, know, I, agree I thought with it that. added something to yeah, the, I agree with uh, that. the movie. And I think you know, a lot of times when we're talking about smashing or passing or whatever, what we're talking about is. Uh, shows or movies that have as much uh, in its favor to set it up to succeed as possible. And I think this show, maybe the concept doesn't work, but what you just rattled off, I don't know that you can set something more up to succeed than what this show is oh, with all those people involved. That's, you know? It's pretty stunning. So, 
Uh, I'm going to go, my next one, I'm going to do, uh, so this is, uh, it's a TV show on Apple Plus. Uh, it's adapted from Emma Walsh, Walsh's uh, bestselling book. Uh, and it's, uh, the synopsis is it's about the residents of a small town called Deerfield, who one day they discover a magical destiny predicting machine in their grocery store. So kind of like big, except Tom Hanks is not involved and there's not a weird like adult kid sexual situation not any of that but it oh. is like the destiny stuff magical destiny stuff and it's called the uh, big door prize that's right this is the big door <laughs> prize sorry I, I, I did bear the lead there um uh so it's the big door prize and i'm gonna smash it because um it, it might star chris o'dowd, uh, o'dowd yes. who tried to single-handedly ruin bridesmaids uh and didn't but he did try <laughs> uh it's weird because I've seen some places where he's in multiple episodes in, on IMDb. He's only in one episode, so I don't know about that. Oh. Uh, but it also involves uh, David Westreed, who was a writer, executive producer on Schitt's Creek. So I feel like that's good. But I think generally Apple uh, TV has a really good handle on half-hour comedies right now. Um, and that, given the success of the book as well, uh, I think this could do really well. No, I agree with that because you know for a long time I've been an Apple hater, but I still hate all the Apple dramas. Like, yeah, I still yeah. stand by that. That all the Need Apple dramas are about. I saw somebody that's a listener, like that I follow on uh, social, who just watched the morning show, and they're like, "Oh my god, the morning show is such a good show!" And I was like, "Oh, you ain't you ain't in it yet. You ain't in it." Yeah, yet. yeah. Season Second uh, season turns into a real tire fire fast. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. But I like this because uh, it depends. What if Chris O'Dowd does an American accent and not his actual accent? I, I honestly, I'd respect it more if he doubles down and he's like, I am Scandinavian here in Deerfield, like middle America again. Instead I'm of Irish, like, like he won't do his Irish accent. Yeah. I dare okay. you, Chris All O'Dowd, right. if you're listening, and I know you are freaking do it. Yeah. Freaking I'm going to smash this for sure. I'm, I'm yeah. going to hope for the best. And I like the concept a lot. I think the yeah. concept is weird. And would I be interested in going up to the coin star machine that could tell me my destiny? I don't think I would. I don't think I would either. But I think, again, this is a great example of... Um, you know, sometimes you just need powerhouse actors to do simple premises. Sometimes you can have a really interesting, um, uh, hooky premise and you don't need a lot of like a, a great ensemble. Cause this is, it's a lot of unknowns. There's not a lot of people who have proven records here, both in the production and, uh, directing, uh, areas, but also in, on like the cast. But I think the, um, premise of the show might be enough to carry it. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. All right. What else you got, Jamie? Okay. My next is actually, I'm going to diverge from movies and TV and I actually am going to do a hat tip to an album. There's actually weirdly a lot of albums coming out in March, including like Lana Del Rey, Fallout Boy, like some people that you're like, oh, are they? I thought Lana Del Rey was just an enigma. I didn't think she actually still made music. No matter. <laughs> but the album that I am excited about is Endless Summer Vacation. It is the eighth studio album from Miley Cyrus coming out on March 10th. The lead single broke the most streamed song in history on Spotify for two weeks in a row. I think it'll be a top 10 song of 2023. I love the cover of the album. Her and that like dope like bathing suit hanging from that like trapeze type thing. I love the shade she's throwing at Liam Hemsworth. Brandy Carlisle and Sia are guesting on the album. She has a song on it called Violet Chemistry, which I bet is what Gaylers hoped Lavender Hayes would be. Um, and I also loved her last album, Plastic Hearts. I listen to it all the time. I actually think Miley Cyrus is a very talented musician. And I think her out of studio antics have made her somebody that people think of that way. But I think in terms of a musician and having a really unique voice compared to like an Ariana Grande or a Selena mm. Gomez or a Taylor Swift, I think she brings a lot to the table. And especially now that we know that Liam Hemsworth, because everybody was like, she's the one that broke their marriage. And I like that she's been like, no, 
It was his 11 affairs that he had at this rental house that I just filmed this video at. So he's the one that broke our marriage. You 11's know? a lot. 11's a lot. of 11's a lot especially of Especially in, in a short window. You know, that's a lot. That's too many affairs, you guys. It's like, too many. It's too See, many. I would, I, I think I would probably argue her fame and notoriety drive her visibility and awareness. And maybe um, she's better being famous than she is at being good. But, you know, it's a it's not really a conversation you can nuance because she's famous and she's successful as a songwriter or singer songwriter. So no, that's um, who knows what it is. So okay. um, my uh, next selection. Uh, so this is a, a TV show coming to Apple Plus. Uh, another one coming to Apple Plus. This is not a comedy, though. This is called Extrapolations. Uh, and reportedly, it is about the un- un- unanticipated stories of how the upcoming changes to our planet will affect love, faith, work and family on a personal and human scale. I will say um, as as people who you know, sometimes we have to summarize what we're doing. You know, yeah. um, the more specific you can be, the better. So my note here would be: you are your TV show that's going to talk about love, faith, work on a personal and human scale. I feel like I need more specificity here. So that's a little bit alarming. That's a, a piece of why I'm going to pass on this. It's by Scott Burns, who wrote Contagion. Uh, the cast includes over a dozen legit stars and that's really the main reason i'm passing yeah uh, because it contains over a dozen legit stars which right. again that's that's just a, a principal rule here at the pmg if you have like over a dozen people involved it, it just can't be good there's just too many mouths to feed okay that's exactly right well the cast it, it includes marion cotillard toby mcguire force whitaker um you've got murray bartlett who's everywhere now carrie russell cherry jones edward norton sienna miller diane lane meryl streep India, Indira Varma, Heather Graham. Heather Graham? Really? What are you doing here, Heather what Graham? Are, uh, Who invited what? you here? Oh my Kit goodness. Harrington, Matthew Rees. This is too many people. These are too many people involved. It's too many people. And let me tell you what uh, most of America is not interested in. They are not interested in you dramatizing climate change while yeah. literally it's hailing in Pasadena. Like, they're not like, well, I wonder what Sienna Miller would do in a situation like this. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. Also, I don't think Apple can do dramas. I don't think they have a good ear or eye no. for what is good. Watch Servant and you'll understand or watch that thing where no one can see. What was that one? Uh, Jason see? Momoa. I think it was called See. I think, I think it was it, called yeah. See. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> They couldn't see. That was the whole point. I didn't like that. And oh, I like that you're pitching like, hey, this should have been called not see or can't see. You exactly. know, <laughs> Diddy, I can't see. Sorry, Jason Momoa. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. A couple things here first. I, I, some cleanup. I Googled, can they see and see? And it did say <laughs> some people can see. Um, the, the off mentioned, but only rarely present, Jerla Merrill. That's a character's name. Uh, evidently he can. The rural juror? Merrill. Jason Momoa's name in that is Baba Voss. Baba Voss. Yeah, that's a, that's a sick name. I'm all in on that. But Jeremiah yeah. like that's, I'm not into that. So Dave Bautista do that. is Ido Voss. He's in that too? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You can't have Dave exactly. Bautista and Jason Momoa. In the same TV show. That's too much alpha energy. That's yeah. ridiculous. Um, second thing, uh, in terms of anthologies that work, you're right. The the stakes are high. Uh, there's a best case scenario. This is like Black Mirror, you know, because Black Mirror is about like oh, a dystopic technological call. future. I don't think this is Black Mirror, though, because I think Black Mirror, it's a singular um, storyteller, visionary. And I think part of the strength was mostly unknown uh, actors. 
yeah. these are too many A-list actors. So I think that's going to cannibalize some of the maybe interesting um, uh, risky parts. But I think um, I think to your point about who wants to watch this, this is done by Scott Burns, who wrote um, Contagion. Because remember at the beginning of the pandemic where all of us watched – Contagion. I love Contagion. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't understand it. why we did that. And I'm looking for the investigative podcast series on why we all subjected ourselves right. to that at the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic. But this is the guy who's like big downer vibes. Who's like, you're going to oh. watch this and not have a good time. You know, a fun it. fact about Scott Burns. He came mm. up with the Got Milk campaign. Okay. I thought that was not going to be a fun fact. Like it was going to be like oh, a milkshake duck. No, that's duck. a very fun fact. Like he yeah. worked at an advertising agency out of, out of college and he came up with the Got Milk campaign. Like he's secretly an alt-right like demigod. I was like, oh man, this, this is not great. But no, okay, that that's fun good. too. No, Got Milk good. is – That's a fun – yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, this does feel like it could easily be Gal Gadot trying to sing Imagine to everybody about God, climate exactly change. That's what I thought when I watched yeah. that. When I watched the trailer, I was like, is Sienna Miller going to sing to us? That And like, look, <laughs> climate change obviously is very important. It, it, I feel, and, and I don't dismiss someone who's trying to like dramatize it to show us the impact and importance of it. This just doesn't feel like the right way because they're in the, in the trailer, this is another smash reason. There's a climactic scene where a child is giving an inspirational speech and I'm just big on the record. You know, I'm famously ages for old people. I may just about kids giving me inspirational speeches. Okay. I just, this kid probably doesn't even know their own social security number, but it's, they're trying to inspire me. You still think your permanent record is like a real thing to worry about? It's not even real. You don't even know that yet. You're trying to inspire me to do something? No, thank oh, you. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want kids. I barely like adults trying to inspire me. I definitely don't want a kid trying to inspire me. There's also, there's a scene, Matty Reese, he's in this. He does like a full-on villain monologue where he says, Here's what you need to know about global warmings. It will all go to shit at the end of the century. We'll be dead. We'll have to miss it. But we'll be smiling in gold-plated coffins. Listen. Don't do that to us. We're not idiots. Later, he lines up like there's a walrus sadly floating in the like the 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 quickly heating up ocean, and he does like a fake like I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it with a gun. He's so horny for villainy that I kind of want to watch this. Now. And again, I'm back show in. this anthology to BP and Epson. Yeah. Don't show it to us. Like, yeah, we I don't. don't I don't need it. it. I'm recycling my cheese it boxes. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. That would be fun, though, to watch, like, BP watch this. Be like, what do you, think, what do you guys think about this? What do you, you guys like think this? about this? Yeah. Every spring, I'm reminded that there's nothing like a fresh start in spring cleaning. This year, we're taking things one step further with our spring refresh at the McCoy House. Sure, it's been a lot of work to get here, but we're all so excited to settle into our new space. If you've ever moved before, you know there's nothing like the first night in a new room and the difference that soft, breathable, all-new bedding can make. Bowl and Branches signature sheets are the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep and are designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the fine organic cotton and feel incredible on night one, yet they still get softer with every single wash. Bull and Branch very kindly sent us a code to try out their sheets and I, and by I, I mean my wife Ashley, picked the signature hemmed sheet set in cream. We both were so impressed that the quality and softness were so good and so nice. They were super breathable, which I'm also thankful for with summer just around the corner. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bull and Branch. Go to bullandbranch.com slash podcast for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping that's bowl and branch b-o-l-l-a-n-d branch.com slash podcast for 15 percent off exclusion supply see site for details 
The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Okay, my next one is a TV show coming to Amazon Prime called The Power. It's going to be nine episodes. It comes out March 31st. It is based on uh, a book by Naomi Alderman by the same name, The Power. Now, I loved this book. It's weird and it's wonky, but we've talked about, you know, I greenlit the show Extraordinary because, you know, I love it when... It's in a normal world, but something weird is happening in the normal world. And Mm -hmm. we just have to learn to live with it. Well, this is called this because uh, the world of the power where it happens is it's uh, all teenage girls in the world develop the power to electrocute electrocute people at will. Mm -hmm. And it's hereditary. And it cannot be taken from them. And so how does the world change when all teenage girls can electrocute you? Which is how I feel about teenage girls right now. Like right now. They freaking roast you right now. Like right right now. now. Right. So this stars – this is an interesting casting because it stars Tony Collette. As the mom and the she's the mayor of Seattle, and she herself has a daughter. Her daughter is played by Ali Kravelho, who is Moana, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Jeg, John Leguizama is her dad. Which, hello, John, welcome back. And yeah. then the mayor, Tony Collette, is the mayor of Seattle. She gets into a lot of conflicts with the governor of Washington State, who is played by Josh Charles, my favorite from The Good Wife. So, fun fact: this is one of the few shows in history to have a women-only writers' room. So I I'm saw inter- that. I'm interested in that. I liked the trailer a lot. This is made by the Brits, and I feel like when you have a darkness, like a in a in terms of like this, this feels like it's going to be not comedy but very dramatic. Sure, I feel like the Brits do that better than anybody, and so I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. Yeah, I, you know, I'll waffle on this because um, it also has Sam from Ted Lasso, Sam uh, Sam Obasanya. Yes. I really like him, uh, and he seems like he's going to be a pivotal character. The where it lost me was in the trailer. You know, once once they develop their elect- electrocutionary powers or whatever, someone says this is literally evolution. And uh, right? I don't no? think it is. I think evolution has happened like over hundreds of thousands of millions of years. But what, so if can't women, be like, but what if women have had it and they just didn't know that's what it was? And they thought it was just a little lightning crotch. And it was actually you could electrocute people. I just feel like women are very attuned to like what they have and what they don't have, you know? So I just feel like <laughs> oh, I'm it sorry. wouldn't be. Have you, does, can anyone explain menopause right now on the, on the mic? Can anyone explain menopause? No, because that was not, that was not a cut. No, not that you. Was... That's not, I'm not coming at you. I'm just saying that there are things that women have that they're like, I don't know why this is the way they are. And when they go to their literal doctor that should know, their doctor goes, I don't know. It's just a mystery. It's like, again, we have seven pills to get a diglet hard, but you can't explain menopause yeah. to me. I don't understand what's happening. Well, and to the diglet point, I do like that, like, we know how to get a hard birth control. Ah, that's uh, a woman's thing. We'll figure that man, out. Later. I'm so Even sorry, I have, like, I'm so sorry that you put up 40 pounds and have an attitude at Publix, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, I do like the idea that you're positioning menopause as potentially like an evolutionary superpower. We just haven't, like, figured out how to, like, use maybe it we don't or corral it yet. Maybe, maybe estrogen's been holding us back. Okay, I think I'm back. I think I'm back now. I think I'm back now that (laughs) you've explained it like that. So I think that's good. Uh, My last one, this is, I'm going to do, I'm actually going to do a trio of of bad movies here because I I feel like these are important movies because they're all starring iconic bullies or villains. Okay. And they're so bad 
that I actually want to smash them because it'll feel like catharsis okay. to see all these people struggle. So the first one, um, and you're, Indy, you're going to really have to earn your paycheck on this one because these are not well-known uh, properties, <laughs> but they are coming out in March. Uh, the Quest for Tom Sawyer's Gold. Okay. Uh, this no. is starring Patrick Muldoon, a.k.a. College Guy Jeff, Saved by oh, the Bell, the guy who broke no. up Zach and Kelly. If you thought he was dead, he's not. He's acting in this movie and acting as operative work because I don't know that he is. Uh, you know this movie's bad because... It's using the JV movie trailer voice guy from the 80s, you know? Yes. Like, you know, like in the 80s, you'd get like, in a world where Tom Sawyer had gold and was real. Like, <laughs> that's not this guy. That's not the oh, voice. Okay. Oh, it's no. like, in a world where Tom Sawyer. Like, it's bad. The voiceover is so bad. Um, so that's one. Righteous Thieves is the second one. Uh, and this is starring Cam Gigandi, uh, a.k.a. Volchuk from the OC. No, Cam that. I even looked it up and the guy was like, it's French. I was like, oh. I'm just not going to do uh, he that. He was so. really hot. He was the hottest of the Colin children. He's not was. Oh, no. I, I don't think this guy was he in was. Are you saying he was in uh, Twilight? Yeah, he was yeah, one of the vampires. He was, he was one of the brothers. Was he really? What did yeah. you say he was in? What did you say? Hold on. I didn't. Uh, Volchek from the OC was in Twilight. He was oh, not. Yeah, he was not one of the Colin children. He played okay. James. Who remember when they put the moving sidewalk in the woods and it made it look like they were moving really fast? Which is that was a, that was a sick scene. To be honest with you, that was a sick scene. So what you've done here is you. I get what this was. This was a bit, and you guys were testing me, <laughs> and you were going to make me show my competency at the Twilight, even though you knew that he wasn't. I know, actually but to Colin be fair, Dunn. I misled you because I made it seem like he was. You know who I was thinking he was? I was thinking he was the other brother, Kellen mm. Lutz. Emmett. Yeah. Emmett. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. He could have easily Got gotten that. Um, so Righteous Thieves, this is, uh, when you watch the trailer, it looks like the script was generated by AI because it's all about oh, Nazi no. gold. And it's people saying things like, are you in or are you out? Or all of you are the best at what you do. And I, it, it's just really hilarious because Volchek, he was in Violent Night with David Harbour. Oh, yeah. And he got blown off the screen by Beverly D'Angelo. But sure, maybe he's going to be great in this movie. Oh, I don't no. know. Probably not. And the last one, this is a great one. This is my favorite. This is Supercell, okay? Starring Alec Baldwin, okay? Oh. Which is... Does <laughs> this he is murder wild... someone in that one? Well, hold on. No? He, okay. His character is someone who he says likes to play a little too risky with danger. Woof. That didn't age well. So maybe... <gasps> oh, <one> no. <laughs> but um, basically this movie, I-, I kid you not, this is Twister, but with a father-son dynamic instead of like rekindling romance angle. They even have a kid who like has a contraption who he wants to get into the tornado to he, so he can understand it, and it's ping pong balls. Like it's straight lifting, like That's from Twister. Twister. It's a hundred percent Twister. Helen Hunt already did this, the, but this they replaced her with Anne Hesh. Like that's the the, she's the blonde. Dead. I know, I know, but she's not in this movie. She is in this, this movie. Is so sad. Skeet Ulrich is in it. That probably doesn't make it better either. <laughs> but the be, the best part, and I use best operatively. Um, you know, like in, in movies at the end, like when they do the credit sequence, when they're like. Um, Alec Baldwin, you know, and they show Alec Baldwin yeah. or whatever. Like they'll show him, then Alec Baldwin, then like um, Anne Hesh, and they'll show Anne Hesh. Well, there's one black character, and okay. they show her, but they don't name her. They just skip right over her. <gasps> oh, they're like, no. we don't, not important. You're going to name the dead people or the murderer, but you're not going to name the black woman. That's right. They just flash right on by her. The they black women who are listening credit. are like, exactly. This is how they always do. <laughs> Way to catch up. Way to catch up, guys. So, yeah, I think uh, any of those movies are worth, like, hate watching just to see bad people or, or villain adjacent people. Like, Don't do it. it. Don't so. do it. 
Um, okay, uh, Jamie, do you want to? Um, do you have a, a like a TV show or movie that you want to pitch to Aaron to see yes. if you can convince her to watch I it? I saved one that's coming out. So, Aaron, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so I'm going to give you the context. I'm not going to tell you the title. Okay. So, but March 26th on Hulu. That's it the is, day before my birthday. That's exactly right. There Let's you make go. it about you. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's okay, what this is. That's right. And so, this series is from the creator of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay. All right. Uh, it's about a guy who lives with his sister and her husband. And his life of going from rags to riches. And kind of all the folks he meets along the way, including an older mentor who takes him under their wings. There's a romance. There is an episode set in Egypt. Weirdly. Okay. Based on that, would you smash or pass? Is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire the one with Regis Philbin? That's right. He's okay. dead. That's right. But yeah. still. Is he dead? Wait. Ooh, no, we'll yeah. get our no, live he's passed. He's passed. Yeah. He yeah. has yeah. passed. Okay. Um, I, that doesn't sound great to me. Does it not? No. I think I'm going to pass. You're going to pass. Okay. And reveal for the audience, this is the new series based on the novel, Great Expectations. And Mrs. Havisham is being played by Olivia Coleman. Oh. You're back in, aren't you? <sighs> Hate you hate great expectations. I hate great expectations too. I had to make that house as a project in my English class in I the eighth grade. Make, I had to make a Miss Havisham cake. Gah! Why do they wow. do that? Why do they do that to us? Do you like great uh, expectations, English major? Pass. No, no, thank you. Um, okay, Aaron, I, I have a, I have a pitch for you. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bit by bit, and you tell okay. me like if you like the, the, the point I'm making or not. Okay. Okay. Um, so this proposed show is on Paramount Plus. Are you familiar with Paramount Plus? That is where the Yellowstone is. Right? Uh, technically, no. Technically, no. It's on. <laughs> Aaron's like, don't do this. Don't. Because <laughs> Yellowstone's on Peacock because of the deal. No, <laughs> it's on. You have to get a star subscription through Paramount Plus. Kind of, kind of. It's adapted from a very successful graphic novel. Are you okay. interested in graphic novels? Um, I like. I, I, I have know. you ever liked a graphic novel? No, I don't think so. Yes. Have you ever read a graphic novel? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you have some familiarity. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, this is going to be an eight episode season sent around a character. One, do you want to know which one I've read? God, please let it be the <laughs> I have to know now. No? no, it was the Babysitter's Club graphic novel. It's very good. Wow. That is not yeah. what I thought you were going to say. I didn't know they had a graphic novel. <laughs> I didn't know they had a graphic novel. <laughs> but good for you and Babysitter's Club, honestly. And, and Claudia, probably. Um, okay. This is going to be an eight episode season centered around a character named Maddie. She's a teen stuck in the afterlife, investigating her own mysterious di- disappearance. Okay. And then she has to go on a crime solving journey as she adjusts to high school purgatory. But oh. the closer she gets to discovering the truth, the more secrets and lies <gasps> she uncovers. It's like this- the lovely bones kind of. That's exactly right. I'm so glad you said that because this looks like severance meets gossip girl meets pretty little liars meets the lucky bones or the lovely bones. You said that I'd <laughs> said it. Lucky, right. bones. <laughs> lucky bones is the sequel. It's not out yet. We have lucky. the screener for it though. Uh, lastly, this is what's going to cinch it for you, Aaron. Okay. It starts two icons of Disney Channel. Okay. <gasps> oh, One. Gosh, I'm so nervous. An icon of a long-running TV show, and the uh, other is an icon of a DCOM. Okay. Okay. DCOM. I feel like DCOM icons. That should be There's... an episode or a snake draft. Oh, that should be yes. a snake draft episode, honestly. That like really now that I'm thinking be. out loud. Yeah. Would you smash or, pa- or, or pass on this TV show? Can I know who the stars are before I smash no, or pass? No, no, she can't know that. I'll give you. I'll give you one of them, and give so me it's, the a, it's a. It's a guy. Okay, the decom is, is Milo. Milo. Is it Milo? Milo? Oh my gosh, I'm so in. Yes, yes, yes. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> this is. Uh, it's called School Spirits, uh, and Maddie is played by Peyton List, who was Emma Ross on Jesse oh, and Bunked. Peyton. She's yeah, and so she's cute. also she's really good on Cobra Kai too. So I love Jesse. 
I was in on this show. I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this. I'm it's very got all in the... on that. I do like the name of it being School Spirits. That's yeah, hilarious. It's clever. That's a really it's very clever show. Yeah, I love Milo. I am all in on Milo. Big vibes. Big vibes on Milo in this, and he's he's playing kid. big jock guy. Is he so an adult? Is he an adult? Yes, he's okay. an adult. Good. Why do you ask? Okay. Why, why are you interested in that, Jamie? Why, well, I'll, I'll be about? honest I'm with you. Happy for him. I, yeah. No, I just want to make sure she's not doing something inappropriate like I might do. And sure, listen. I, but I think you're, you now have a teenager, so I bet she keeps you in line too. Like, you can't think he's cute, mom. No, I can think he's cute. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Do you no. openly like say like people are cute in front of your kids? Yeah. Like, Is like real kids or like, uh, uh, like, do your people kids on... know how you feel about what's her face from uh, Little Mermaid? What's her face from Little Mermaid? Are you talking Who? about Red Jasmine? No, Red Jasmine. Never mind. From Aladdin. Wow. For a second, I was like, did I say something weird about Flounder or like Sebastian? <laughs> no, that's fair. I, I, fair. I, I, that's I my bad. Yeah. My bad. My bad. That's okay. That's okay. Um, well, that's our conversation on Smashes and the Passes of March. If you have thoughts and pins on our thoughts and pins, please let us know. Knockshame.com slash 494. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Oh, my red light this week is Mean Girls. And first, I do mean Amanda Seyfried commenting at the SAG Awards that she wants to be cast in the musical film Mean Girls that's in production at Paramount+. Plus. I uh, don't love that. I don't, I'm not looking forward to that movie. The, no okay. matter. But yeah. really what I'm coming after are Mean Girls, specifically Hailey Bieber and Kylie Jenner. I don't know if you've heard the news that Hailey Bieber and Kylie Jenner are uh, not into Selena Gomez. Now, Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber back in November posted a photo together as if all of these years of chaos were over. But then what started happening in 2023, Hailey Bieber decided to choose violence against Selena Gomez. And so every time Selena Gomez, anything she would post, her and Kylie would post something that was mocking the thing about Selena. So when Selena posted a funny thing about like, "Uh uh-oh, my brows look weird, they then posted a FaceTime of them just looking at each other's brows. And it was like, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nepo babies, what are are you doing? What are you doing making fun of Selena Gomez? Like, and because Selena Gomez got photographed on vacation and the photos were not particularly flattering and they mocked those because they said that it was God's plan, God's timing, for those photos to come out, it was very, wow. very odd. So here's here's what I'm going to say. Red light to that. In case these Nepo babies, Haley and Kylie, are sad that Selena won't have any more content. Because guess what? Selena took down her TikTok because of this and uh, took off comments. Although kudos to the Selenators, the Seleners, who every time now Haley Bieber posts anything, like a makeup tutorial, they only recommend rare beauty products, which... I really love, but I want to say this to him. If you can't now don't have any Selena content that you can make fun of and mock, might I suggest seeking out Selena on some other platforms? One, you can find her on Spotify where she has 39 songs that have been on the Billboard Hot 100. You can find her on Hulu where her critically and commercially acclaimed TV show, Murders in the Building, not only where she acts, but she actually produced the show. Uh, You know, Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd are there now for season three. Or you can head over to HBO Max where she has a weirdly successful cooking show. Or maybe you could go to Sephora where her award-winning makeup line, Rare Beauty is sold and where it's a top three selling brand. Maybe you could head over to Instagram where she, not Kylie, is the most followed woman in the world with almost 400 million followers. Or probably the best place to find her is in the corner of your mind where she lives rent-free <laughs> and she counts her dollars that she didn't get from her mom or her dad. <laughs> Thank you very much. God, there's, I'm so sometimes mad at them. there's like sometimes I'm really thankful that I don't like come into contact with parts of the internet like that, you know, like I don't, I don't even have to think about that. It just, it doesn't like, oh, it doesn't get on my radar. It brings me the most way, like to end up on that side of TikTok where everyone, and listen, I don't think Hailey Bieber was ready. 
I don't think she was ready for how the internet would turn on her. And it's like, girl, you know you're a Nepo baby. You cannot present an image. Plus, you're a grown adult. You cannot present an image as a mean girl. Like, it's just never going to pay off for you. You have to know that. Like, it's never going to pay off. I'm not trying to give advice to the mean girls, though. But hypothetically, if someone was giving advice to the mean girls yes. about how to be like better at being mean, sure. I would maybe do like, what if they did like a Wizards of Waverly Place recap podcast series, you yeah. know, where they just analyze the yeah, show? Yeah, let's go. That's a more interesting, instead of just being like, <laughs> look, we have weird brows too. What, yeah. what are you even, you're not even funny. You could just be like, like, does Wizards of Waverly Place honor the hero's journey? You know, uh, I don't think it does. And if you if you analyze like that, I would be interested in listening to that is all I'm saying. That's right. But I'm not okay, what's your red light? I'm going to do, um, I'm not doing rapid red lights. I'm doing rational red lights. Okay. Oh, these are very is rational. Is there a music? Is there a nope, music? There's no music because no? these are rational. Okay. It's just okay. very, very easy breezy. Okay? okay. No tone raising. Just like really right down the middle. Um, you alluded to this one earlier, but when a, when a reboot comedy series comes back, you got to bring more than one episode when you what premiere. Are you doing? It's what are this you is doing? content creation 101. Okay, especially for half hour comedy, three's best, honestly. Um, two's okay, but one like I didn't even get comfortable. I was still like adjust. I, I was getting my snack. I was sitting down. I was like, I need a footstool, and the show's over. I was like, well, let's go to the next one. And it's like, no, you don't get it. You don't get it now. It's 20 minutes. I was literally shocked when I like I went I hit back because then yeah. I was like. God, does Stars not do automatically play the next episode? This is so dumb. So yep. I went back and I was like, I'm sorry. Is there only one episode of Party Down? I did. I, and I watched like 10 minutes of the episode again, thinking it was like <laughs> last time on Party Down. I was like, what is happening here? I'm just too dumb to live in this world, I guess. So Party Down, do better. I did like the premiere, but whatever. I did like we'll it to too. It. I did like it too. You also alluded this one, uh, Woody Harrelson. If, if you're going to be stoned and do the SNL monologue, at least keep it tight. Okay, there's nothing worse than someone rambling and them thinking that's going well, but it's going terrible and they just keep going. If you're going to be unprepared or not funny, at least be fast, at least be very fast. And you were none of those things for your monologue. It was it like and it almost if it had been thoughtful and shocking, at least yeah. I would have been like, well, that was something. But it was just a mess. It was an entire yeah, mess. Yeah, when I watched you know? it, because I'd only heard the, the guy, I'd only seen the clickbait headline. And then I watched it. I went, well, this is worse than I thought. Like, it's not even funny or he's yeah. not even trying. He's just high and pulling stuff out of his A, you know? Yeah, yeah. It has yeah. A, a big, like, you know, sometimes, like, in basketball, the coach try to call play and the star will wave him off and be like, I got this. This had big, I got this vibes. And you could tell, like, Colin Jost and Michael J were probably like, ooh, we could have written something better for you. Probably I know. Sinead O'Connor was like, please, this is not even that. You're not even trying. <laughs> Come on. Come on, get out of here. Lastly, uh, red light to the Dilbert guy for trying to thread the needle of race relations <laughs> by calling black people a hate group. I mean, I, Listen, I don't I know, man. I, that's another one. I was like, I'm I'm not going to take this out of context. I'm going to watch the clip. Yeah, same, same. And then I was like, I'm sorry, did he just say he says not to live next to black people? I just... I, Again... Like, Again, if you're listening and you think that racism is over, I'm telling you, and every black person is telling you, it's not over. It's it's it's, it's over. not over. But and even more, like I think, who thinks that the guy who does the Dilbert comic has good takes on race stuff? You know, because right. Dilbert, I mean, it's got to be like the widest comic ever. It's like Kathy, Family Circus, and Dilbert, and they're all fighting for don't number one. Don't Kathy into this. I'm not saying act like she's racist. I'm saying she's very white, though. I think we can agree on that. And I also want to say like, sub rational red light to the people who have been like, 
I need to hear from the Dilbert guy on this issue, you know, because like we, we all have, all of us have like certain people we respect yeah. and listen to. And when they speak on something, it carries weight. And that's why they keep getting to like interview and talk and like have platforms or whatever. So who are the people out there who've been carrying the torch for the Dilbert guy being like, I need to know what the Dilbert guy thinks about X, Y, or Z or whatever, you know, that's you like, come on, you got to do better than that. No, it's not, it's no good. It's not, it's not good. good. It's, it's not, not good. good. Uh, what's your green light this week, Jamie? Okay, so I have two green lights. The first is a documentary that just came out. Um, it's on Peacock, which normally got listen, Peacock has shown up. I'm gonna be honest with you, Peacock has shown up. Yeah. Uh this documentary is called Lowndes County and the Road to Black Power. Um, and so the reason I was drawn to this was one, my father uh he lived in Lowndes County, Alabama, and he graduated from high school there in the 60s. And that is where this documentary is set. And my dad has talked a lot about how dangerous it was for anyone who was black to live in. Lowndes County. And the irony was 80% of the population in the 60s of Lowndes County were black people, yet none of them wow. could register to vote. None of them could register to vote. And so in 1965, John Hewlett, he begins organizing black voters. They start a new party called the Lowndes County Freedom Organization. And their symbol of their organization was what? The Black Panther. And that is where we get kind of the seeds planted for the Black Panthers. And it's so well done because they use a ton of like, I feel like footage I've never seen before as someone who lives and breathes documentaries, particularly about the civil rights movement. But then also, I thought it was fascinating because they interview a lot of people who still live in Lowndes County, and a lot of whom are Black, who live through that experience and talk about their love for the place, but talk about how chaotic and scary and violent and really deadly it was during the 60s. So it is fantastic. And also, if you're just looking for like, Peacock, should I get Peacock for like a month? Let me tell you, as a reminder, the following green lights are on Peacock. Poker Face, We Are Lady Parts, Superstore, Girls 5 Eva, uh, The Traders, Megan, the movie is now streaming on Peacock. Uh, Tar, She Said, Nope, and Mrs. Eris Goes to Paris. So It's good stuff, man. There's Legit. some good stuff on Peacock. And then my second green light is, I. you know, it's funny. I was not going to green light this here. I was actually going to put it on the Bible bench, but I was like, it's actually... Not that not that the things we promote on the Bible binge, they just tend to be faith related. And so I don't always bring that stuff here. But let me tell you, Beth Moore wrote a memoir called All My Knotted Up Life. And I finished it this weekend. And y'all, I am I was flattened. I was sitting on the floor as a puddle of myself because this is so well written. It's so fantastic. Erin, you're reading it. I'm obsessed with it. It's I can't stop so, talking about it. The writing is so fantastic. And I think it's, it, and as somebody who is a believer, we have a faith podcast. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of crappy Christians, like, mm. and not the kind that call themselves crappy Christians. I mean, actual, because sometimes those are crappy Christians too. Like they suck, like they suck as humans and they do not represent faith very well. And every faith has that, right? And unfortunately, Christians have really like stepped up to be S words, you know, mm. in the last few years. And this book tackles some of that it beautifully because she kind of lost her career when she came out against uh, some politics and she talks about that process. It's really a beautiful, it's a really beautiful book. It's really well written. And I thought it was a, it's a real insight. And I will say there's a trigger warning. Uh, she talks about sexual abuse in the book. because She herself is a sexual abuse survivor, but I wanted to read one quote from the book that I thought was so good. She was, uh, she said, all my not up life. I've longed for the sanity and simplicity of knowing who's good and who's bad. I've wanted to know this about myself as much as anyone else. This was not theological. It was strictly relational. God could do what he wanted with eternity. I was just trying to make it here in the meantime. As benevolent as he has been in a myriad of ways, God has remained aloof 
on this uncomplicated request. Hmm. And it's uh, like that kind of writing, the whole book is that. And so it's fantastic. Highly recommend. You know, and I think to to your point, I think there's there is uh, no shortage of Christian writing, but I think there is a real there's not a ton of supply of like real authentic writing. You know, where people right. uh, right. maybe I don't want to call say vulnerable because it feels like that uh, is a is a buzzword that means nothing, but um, I, I, it just feels like a lot of Christian writing lays up, you know, and doesn't really share anything while trying to share something. Um, so it feels bland and vanilla. And it feels yes. like, I haven't read this, obviously, um, but from what you just shared, it feels like it's uh, vulnerable and deep and, and thoughtful and expressive in a way that you don't lo- normally get. That's right. These are not Instagram captions made into a book. <laughs> Thank you. This yeah, is more exactly than right. that, for sure. So, okay, what's your green light? My green light this week is a television show on MGM Plus. I know it sounds weird, um, but it's it's on Amazon. So just think of it as Amazon. So you got to go to Amazon, and it's only six episodes. So you can do a week trial on Amazon and then uh, cancel after the week. Like you can binge one every night, and then you're done, and you don't have to pay anything. Uh, but this is a TV adaptation of Ben McIntyre's book uh, from the same name, Rogue Heroes. And it tells the story of the formation of this famed British special forces group during World War II. It, if you're trying to think of like who they were, it was kind of like – Suicide Squadish, but in real life. Uh, and this show, it stars Dominic West, uh, McNulty from The Wire, uh, Jack O'Connell, Sophia Butella, Theon Greyjoy, and it's written by Stephen oh, Knight, yeah. who is the the writer behind the Peaky Fookin' Blinders. I just like anything that's uh, from history, like kind of historical fiction, TV show-wise, especially around World War II. But the big thing of, of this show is that Jack O'Connell is an absolute supernova. And I've liked him before. I think he's done a lot. Of, I think I think Godless on Netflix, I think he's in. Oh, and yeah. he's really yeah, good yeah. in that. But this TV show is a showcase for his greatness. He plays this character, this Irish character named Patty Maine, who's like this rage monster, but he's also a poet. And it is, like, it's such a good performance. He's full season pass for me. I'm going to watch everything he does from now on because he is hypnotizingly good in this. But if you like, you know, British misfits, fighting Nazis, um, or if you like Peaky Blinders or that vibe, or if you just like anything around World War II, you're going to love this show. It was, I blew this through this. This fantastic. I have missed this completely. I want to watch it. Well, it's because it's on MGM Plus, which is ridiculous. But again, <laughs> Amazon, trial period, watch it, and then you're done. Boom, bang, boom. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And for you go, remember anytime you do shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase our affiliate link. for And purchase using that link this week was, Jamie, this is Liquid IV with the passion fruit flavor. Oh, guys, we freaking love Aaron and I live or breathe. You like Liquid IV, Knox? I love Liquid IV. I, I have good taste. I like the good flavors. I don't like passion fruit. That no, is not a good flavor. No, good. Aaron, do you I just ordered the sea berry. <gasps> sea berry? I, man, I found Concord grape the other day in the store. That's good stuff. You know, the grape made, is the best. Okay, listen, the you made fun of me the other day for liking the strawberry because it tastes like Kool-Aid, and that's exactly oh, what I the do Concord like the strawberry. grape one tastes like. Yeah. So I would like an apology. For, did I make fun of you or did Jamie yes, make fun you, of you? you, you. I didn't. God doesn't, you know what? This is this is a commentary on myself. I don't even remember that. I don't even remember making fun of people Mocked anymore. Mocked me mercilessly. Well, well, you probably have bad taste in liquid IV, honestly. You know? Yeah, so, she did like that as, acai a lot. You did like Ooh. acai. No, I accidentally ordered that and I had to get through it. That's true. The acai, yeah. they're like, hey, we're going to actually put the seeds in the powder too. Like, we're just going to have that. So you have to deal with that. You're welcome. So it, this has uh, 66,000 global ratings. It's 4.7 stars. Liquid IV, if you're listening, hook us up. We want to be a sponsor. We want yeah. you to be a sponsor. But my favorite question asked and answered by the seller. We don't get many of these. But the question was, why is it so much cheaper to buy these at the store than it is here? I buy them locally for $24. And then the seller stated, 
because the item is being shipped and you did not have to leave your home. Whoa. Bring a little spicy heat. liquid Bring that heat in the q and I love it. All right, you guys, don't forget that you can become a B-Fox. You can get the more you know from this week, but you also can get Daisy Jones and the Six, one of our smashes of March. Uh, our episode comes out Friday, March 3rd. Go to noxandjamie.com slash Patreon or click the link in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.